Welcome to the Wife Spiller, brought to you by Chelsea and Charity. This is the podcast where we talk about everything related to being a woman. Well, not everything. Only the juiciest details that our entire society is afraid to talk about. So grab a blanket, pop your pearls out of your ears, and grab a cup of something to sip on. Because you are going to want to get cozy for this one. Hi, sister. Hi, sis. It's been so long since we've done our podcast. I feel like we're just strangers just in the podcast world. (laughs) I know it's been too long, but you know, sometimes those breaks are good. You got to hit the recharge button. Absolutely. So what's up? What's on the discussion menu this tonight? Well, first we want to say welcome to all of our wife spillers. Um, tonight we are hopping right on into episode three, and this is called The Real Housewives of the Future. Um, this episode is going to discuss juicy topics regarding what it's like to be a working wife or mom. And um, we're going to talk about some things we wish we could have done differently and how society has affected the housewife and supermom saga so we are going to go ahead and jump right on in um so charity what are some of the things that you feel like we don't talk about um in regards to being a working mom or wife well that's a loaded question but (laughs) um you know being a working wife and a mother is like one of the most rewarding biggest jobs Mm -hmm. I've ever done Um, it's just so full of tasks and things to do to where it can really overwhelm women and I've seen it to where some individuals do it and it's like no problem no big deal and then I've seen to where others they're literally like check me into the closest (laughs) mental ward (laughs) Uh, hello that's me (laughs) yeah like it's just a lot and I can't even explain it I don't even have any concrete way to describe it because it's just a lot you literally have to experience being a working woman and a working wife and a working mom to know what you're getting into it's it's truly a calling it's it's you can't fake Mm -hmm. it till you make it I mean you literally um just have to go all in Mm -hmm. when you become a mom and when you're a working wife you don't have time you know your time management skills are just like you just don't have time yeah (laughs) you know there you you don't have time for yourself Mm -hmm. you don't have time for any anything extra other than the husband Mm -hmm. the dog and 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 the child um and that's really all you have time time for and so as a woman you literally have to carve out moments of silence in your life Mm. whether that is getting up like first thing in the morning or driving to daycare or to school to pick the baby Mm -hmm. up or um just telling your spouse like I'll go I'll go pick up the food like no worries I'll go get it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you know like you literally have to fight for silence. Yeah. Um, And I I think too, just to kind of chime in on that piece, because you made some really good points. 
Um, I think that's just what people don't talk about. I think about, I think that women don't talk about how hard it is um, just being in that role as a wife and yeah. mother and, and also working full time. I mean, not to say that a house job is any easier than ours. Um, I know that they are constantly working in the house and on the family, but it's really hard um, going to work, putting in those 40 hours or more for most folks, including the commute, and then having to come home and fulfill those duties as well. I mean, just tonight, for instance, you know, I have literally had no time to take a breather. Like, this is my first breath. Like, I came home, took the dog out, went to the gym. Then I had to hop right on dinner. Then I hopped on the podcast. Um, and it's just like. So is this like your first time sitting down? Oh, uh, yeah. No, seriously. You know, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Terry, that, like, you know what I, scares I, me the most about what you just asked me is the fact that I'm not even a mother yet so one tends mm. to ask like what do women like you do you know and then another part too I wanted to comment on is you spoke about the moments of silence um I've shared with you a couple of my favorite yoga instructors on YouTube that I follow and they talk about deciding what kind of day you're going to have. And that's one of the things that I do is while the man is sleeping, because usually my fiance sleeps in, I get up, I go to the beach and I do my yoga on the beach. And that is my quiet time. So yeah, it's really hard to squeeze that in. <laughs> but you know what? It's so beneficial mm -hmm. um, to set the in intentions, um, be very intentional, you know, setting your intentions for the day. Yeah. And, um, truly like saying like no I'm gonna have this quiet time to myself yeah. um that's so so important mm -hmm. um and you were saying something about oh we were talking about sitting down you know <laughs> <laughs> it is literally 8 40 p.m um and I'm sure people are listening that it's a different time but right now it is 8 40 p.m and I believe that this is the first time I've sat down and it's a different sitting when you're like sitting at work doing tasks and sitting and just loathing on your couch. Yeah. You know, those are two different sittings. And what people have to realize is it's a lot, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it is a lot and you literally, um, have to like pray for strength each and every day yeah. because, you just naturally can't do it yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking of not being able to naturally do it, you know, one of our other topics is, is just like, at what point do you cut it off and say, I'm going to be, you know, full fledged, like girl boss, I'm going to get that promotion. I'm going to get that big raise. I'm going to get that position or title that I want. Um, versus saying, I'm going to focus on being that humbled wife and mother that, mm. um, you know, speaks kindly to her husband and about her husband and one that has patience, you know, with their toddler um, and patience with just people when you're driving down the road, you know, am mm -hmm. I going to gear more towards being like that ideal, like calm, settled in wife and mother or mm. am I just going to go headstrong, you know, straight into trying to get those promotions? Because I feel like that gentle um, switch that we have to turn on at home is not effective at all in corporate America. 
at least. I can't speak for, you know, for your line of work, but for me, um, you know, in banking, it, it that you just can't do that. And I catch myself sometimes coming home and realizing like, wait a minute, I, I didn't switch. I didn't flip that switch to soft and gentle Chelsea because I'm mm. used to being like going hard in the paint at work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you, that's profound. <laughs> it truly is profound what you're describing because it is a, it's a switch mm-hmm. and it's a balancing act. And you <laughs> she know, said a balancing act. <laughs> it truly is. It's a balancing act because you are having to either it's like being schizophrenic mm-hmm. or like and I I mean, no offense to anybody that's suffering mental illness or whatever, but um you're having to at one moment, you know, be pushy, be, you know, type A, be leader, mm-hmm. be this, you know, be the pushover, be the, be the this and the that. And then when you get home, you know, if you do that, you're going to be divorced. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what planet, you know, some of these women think they're being, but, you know, yeah, come home and boss your husband around and see what, how far that gets you. Not very far. And what is no. that even by when they say type A, type B? I mean, obviously, I know what it is. I was a psychology major in my bachelor's, but it's just, why do I have to be a type? You know what I mean? Oh, like, my <laughs> why are y'all always trying to box me in? Like, why can't I yep. just be me when I'm at work? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and I think people just want to identify with you at work so bad mm-hmm. to where, no, I can be like, work charity and like home charity yeah you don't have to know about home charity exactly and 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 you don't have to know about work charity from home but I could be two different people and 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 that's okay that's okay you know and and speaking of of being able to connect with people um and this topic is actually going to segue into our article summary for the week but how do you feel privilege and network networking affects women and employment? Um, I know for me, I feel that certain people who are a little bit more friendlier and, you know, are all in with the cheesing and the smiling, you know, that person that brings their boss coffee, you know, on a regular or that person that is just always there in management space. I feel like, those are the gals that really tend to get looked at for those, um, you know, networking, you know, um, uh, promotions, not necessarily networking, but promotions because they have perfected the networking game. Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I also feel like there are people that come out of college and start out in a good position. There has to be some kind of privilege going on behind the scenes. Like, what do you think about that whole thing? I mean, there's levels to this like (laughs) (laughs) level one what you just described is the gal who's like cheesing from ear to ear and in everybody's face and when anybody has a question they're speaking up blurting out what, what they what they think the answer is and you know they're always right and then you have level two where it just happens yeah. for certain people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would say mm, probably 10% of America, 
um, it just happens. Yeah. It, it's not everybody. It's, it is privilege, and it's not everybody in the world, but I would say there is a small percent of people that don't have to do anything. You know, like, yeah. like you just look at, like, the Kardashians, and it's like, no, they were born in that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, they're no, they're not a self-made millionaire, mm-hmm. or billionaire, whatever they call themselves. No, you were born in that. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, you didn't work for nothing. So, yeah. and I, you know, there's, and and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you have level, other levels where you have to work and fight for everything. You have to work and earn every single thing. Hello. Like you, you don't get it kissing up. Mm-hmm. You don't get it being born into it. You literally just have to fight for it. And I think a lot of women that fall into that category just get so burnt out. Oh yeah, so so quickly burnt out because they just get tired of of fighting. You know, I think too. Like one of the biggest things I noticed, like after I graduated from college and went into work life, is like the amount of people who you think are just normal, but they actually came from rich families or privileged families, for lack of better words, and their salary and their title shows it and how easy they get jobs. Like, for instance, you spoke of the Kardashians. You know, obviously that's that top 1% up there, you know. And as a kid, I always had in my head that those were the people that, you know, those are the rich people. Though anybody that's on my job is not rich. You know, they're not. But it has really surprised me in corporate America to find that you have people that are from privileged backgrounds, you know, um, high class or upper, upper middle class, and yes, they are on the job with you, but they may be in a management position. They may have gotten that position and never had to interview, you know, mm. all sorts of things. And it's because they have that privilege behind scenes. And even they go, even though they go to a job every day, just like me, they probably don't get paid the same, usually don't. And they were able to just get in that position faster and easier than I did you know I I just find that kind of interesting and again that's not facts that's just something that I have no it's just because they knew Bob (laughs) I mean let's let's call it ace ace on a spade spade they knew Bob and Bob got them that job I mean I'm not here to like sugarcoat anything like that's what it is and you know, if you if you don't know Bob, I'm gonna need you to find the Bob. You know, or I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need you to be the Bob. You know, be that person. So that that's all that is is that they knew they're they're in that affluent um, family or affluent name, affluent lifestyle, mm-hmm. to where they're able to maneuver and. Um, navigate a lot quicker and easier than others yes and speaking of navigating um we actually have an article from people's uh, magazines and this one was actually aired on may 25th of this year or not aired but published on may 25th by dave quinn um i'm gonna leave specific names out of it but in short this article was in fact about how privilege has positively affected this young lady. Um, this lady is this young lady is a popular um, reality TV show. She's known for her wealth, 
um, in her family name in the South. And um, this young lady was previously married to a NFL player. Um, he is now retired due to injuries and some other situations. And he actually did not come from money. Um, his mother actually uh, apparently frauded them out of his remaining NFL money. And he, for the most part, went broke. He has some, you know, wealth, but it probably wouldn't be enough wealth to, like, pass on for years and years and years. Um, and this young lady um, ended up ending her marriage with that young man. And a few months later, she was involved with someone else. And then she was pregnant. And then she had a baby. And then she was married. Um, and mm. the words that she used were that she was on super hyperdrive. Um, it was very quick. Um, and then another thing, too, that is so ironic about the whole situation is, though, yes, she did come from privilege, the guy that she is marrying, her father, his father actually owns um, real estate, and he actually decided to open up a law practice with this young lady. So, again, she's fresh out of law school, you know, didn't have to go out and bust out 200 applications getting 200 denied oh thank you for your interest we found someone more qualified you know she didn't have to necessarily go through that she just married into a family that was familiar with real estate law and was able to automatically star as partner of that firm so charity what are your thoughts on this whole situation i honestly think that people women do this all the time um, women marry for there are certain women that marry for security mm-hmm. and as a man you need to be very cautious about getting serious with a female that is marrying for security mm-hmm. you need to know her intentions I think a lot of women want to make sure that their kids their kids' kids and their kids' kids' kids are fine yep. financially. And that's just natural. I mean, I want that for my family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for her, it sounds like the next thing smoking, she's on it. So, <laughs> you know, if, the, if, if it so happens that this lawyer family, you know, goes bankruptcy, oh, she's on a train to the next rich family. Yeah. You know, and that that's in her particular case. But in general, I think females um, in general, and some may say, well, Charity, that's a, called a gold digger, mm. whatever. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is. And most women are going to marry for a majority for security. Yeah. Um, any smart woman. I know for me, you know, I said that before I leave college, mm. I will find my husband. Like I were very that, because it's hard out here for pimps. (laughs) Not that I'm still on the market. I'm not, but I'm just saying. You know, I already knew that though, going into college and leaving college, that hey, there are so many men here. Why not find your husband? Like while you're here with a bunch of educated men. Yeah, you know. So, um some people may say oh that's gold digger mentality say what you want do do whatever you think about me right now 
but it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to secure your future. Yep. Um, and some people are like, well, be Miss Independent, be Miss Self-Sufficient and make your own future. I can do that or I can get a partner to share my future with. Okay. So yes. with that being said is um, old girl got some, some moves on her. And I got to be honest, you know, it's a typical thing, especially in the South. You know, when you see this, these girls are not playing around when it comes down to majoring in MRS. Okay. Mm. This is no joke. This is not a game. And um, and can you explain majoring in MRS again? No. For some people that don't know. <laughs> there is something down here in the South of America that we call majoring in an MRS. Mm-hmm. That means that when you go to pursue your higher education at whatever university you choose, not are not only are you there for your education, um, you are there for, and I would say about fifty percent, or primarily there for, is to find a man while you're at that university, and then get married not too long after that, after you graduated. Mm. Now. I'm going to comment on that real quick. I'm not moving off of employment factors and privilege, but I will say this. That is something that I will say I wish I had have done differently. Am I happy with my outcome with the person I'm with? Absolutely. I know that this is my soulmate and this happened this way because this is how God intended it to be. But I will say it is a lot easier to date in college being around like-minded individuals versus after college and stepping out. And then there's this big general pool of population of men and you have Mm. to find that needle in the haystack. Yes, it, I, could, I, I see what you're saying. Difficult. I'm not saying, and again, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm kind of speaking for single females out there right now that I've talked with them. They have had very similar comments. It's very, very difficult because you just don't know what you're getting nowadays. At least mm-hmm. in college, you know, at, at your state college in your small town, that college town, you know for a you know, for the most part, what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And it's just yeah. not that it's it's even harder with oh God, Tinder and, and Bumble, which Bumble is the better one of them. I have several friends that got married from Bumble. But you know, Tinder and Bumble and Plenty of Fish and all these crazy online dating things that people are having to tap into because you couldn't major for in MRS or maybe you tried to and it didn't work out or maybe you just weren't interested in it. So yeah, that's my view on that. <laughs> I definitely get that. Um, I guess we can move into the next topic. Yes. Uh, it looks like we've talked about the privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, we hadn't talked about flexibility in the workplace or lack thereof though. Um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and touch on that. Yeah, so um, I was looking up a recent um, study, um, and I actually have forgotten the name of the individual that posted this. But however, it brought up the um, developed countries in the world and their mandated paid time off for women. Um, and when they're having, you know, on maternity leave or after they give birth. And when I say mandated, I mean that that 
particular employer is mandated by the government to offer that paid time off. They cannot mm. say, no, you are not allowed to have that. Um, so an okay. uh, interesting statistic that I found is that the U.S. is actually the only developed country in the world right now that does not mandate paid time off to women after giving birth. I mean, to me, we're supposed to be the free world. We're supposed to be the advanced world. We've got all this social media and technology and tech bubble booming. How is it that we are the only country that does not mandate paid time off for mothers? Do you want to know why? (laughs) It's just like Rihanna and Drake said, work, 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 work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's why America wants to see you <laughs> work, 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 work. All day long. All day long. Um, it's so sad because actually when I was on maternity leave, I made the observation that man, for the most part, everybody's working. Yeah. You know, like I was looking at my neighborhood and again, home with the baby all day and I would look around and maybe go outside for a stroll that the the afternoon or evening and you know it would be so quiet all day long and then about six o'clock like 5 30 to like seven it would be just a stream of my neighbors coming in and they got their kids and their lunch bags and and I would just look at them and just say wow you've been gone from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I wonder if that's what my dog says when I walk in the door. I'm sure your dog <laughs> says that. And that's the that's the difference. You know, I'm looking at Finland with 161 weeks of paid maternity Bro, leave. That's three, four years. I mean, come on. I'm looking at um, Germany with 58 weeks. Yep. Japan, 58 weeks. Canada, 52 weeks. Denmark, 50 weeks. You know, all the, the lowest here I see is the Ireland for 26 weeks. You know, and then you have some moms that feel guilty mm-hmm. for taking 8 to 12 weeks. Yeah. I mean, guilty. Yeah. I mean, you have guilt. I mean, I cannot tell you how many. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was gone on maternity leave. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Really? Mm-hmm. Two years later, we're still talking about me taking maternity leave yeah. for eight weeks. <laughs> and you know, before I went back for my master's in business, I was momentarily working at a childcare facility. And I'll never forget, it was like my first week or two of work. And um, this lady walked in to pick up her child. Well, actually, before she came, one of the other teachers was busy. So I had to deal with, you know, had to hold the child, spend time with them. And the mom was on her way there. And the baby was just like six weeks old. I don't want to say the term loose neck baby, but you know when the baby is just so small that you just have Mm -hmm. to be like gentle with it. I remember holding that six week old baby and that mom coming in with her work clothes on at six, right when the daycare was closing. And oh my she gosh. Was coming to pick up her newborn baby. I mean, I was completely baffled. Charity, how could these jobs do this? I mean, it's, it's sad. It, I mean, it's kind of like striking an emotional nerve mm-hmm. because, you know, you develop life and you push life out, and then it's like, 
oh, I'm running out of time. I got to go back. Yeah. You know, you're, you're running out of time with your, the life that you developed. And all I can say is for the women and the moms, you know, it's kind of a double edged sword because for the women, the moms that have opportunities to stay home longer, mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and then for the women and the moms that are like, I don't want the time. I want to go back to work. Appreciate that too. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've heard so many women say, well, I wouldn't want to be at home with mine and I wouldn't want to do that. And it's like, you know, there are some women out there that desire that. Mm-hmm. So both ends of the spectrum need to appreciate and respect each other and respect like, it. I yeah. feel like women t- tend to say like, but why would you want to be at home? And why would you leave your child? Like, why do we have to do the whole competition thing? Why can't we just say, she wants to be at home with her kids. She wants to have a work from home job so she can be with her children. I respect that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So exactly. our last topic of the night, um, I just kind of wanted to hit on our self-employed moms and wives working versus women that are working nine to five. How do you think, like, I know me and you both, it's kind of hard for us to speak to it because we're not self-employed, but how do you think from your lens, how a self-employed mother would, you know, have a little bit more ambition to get up and work during the day versus someone that works a nine to five. Uh, You know, as simple as you create your own lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're self-employed, you create your own lifestyle versus when you go to an eight to five or nine nine to five job, you are structured to do certain things during mm-hmm. that time frame. Yep. Um, so that's just as simple as that. That ambition for being self-employed is like, I can go to my child's soccer practice. Mm-hmm. I can go to the PTA meetings. I can do this. I have this flexibility to do this, go off and, and, and do this with my child and come back to work. You know, yep. you have those, those things. Um, versus a nine to five there's just a lot of parameters and structure you know oh I can't take off right now because um, this is a season for this and we just got so much going on during this season you know it's so many parameters and factors and ifs you know when you when you're working a nine to five with and and be trying to be a mother I do you one better even just as simple as bathroom breaks I mean, for my job, I do have the flexibility to work from home from time to time, not all the time, um, just on certain certain circumstances. And the freedom of getting up, going to the bathroom from my living room and going right back to my computer. And I actually make it back to start back working quicker versus when you're at work, the environment, even though no one is telling me that I am confined to my desk. You feel that way. I mean, I'm yeah. going to be honest. There are times where I really feel bad that I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> I think that we need to actually uh, put this on a different week because yeah. you're about to get into some, some other stuff. <laughs> part, part two to Little Housewives of the Future. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I really feel you on that. Um I really do. And again, like, I, th- I think that it's just, it's different when you're working on your own and when you're working with other people. Yep. It really is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions, comments, 
um, any critiques, concerns, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, please send us an email at thewifespillers at gmail.com. Um, if you have any interesting stories for us, we will, of course, keep you anonymous. Um, thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.